Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, welcome back to the show. Well, as I said, golf is often called the gentleman's game, but it's anything but these days. It's actually quite interesting watching the battle um, in front of the camera, even behind the camera when it comes to the PGA, the league or the organization that uh, runs professional golf or always has. Uh, They've had an ongoing war between the Saudi Arabia-backed Live Golf. Well, recently we heard that John Rahm uh, has said that he is joining the Saudi-funded Live Golf league. Uh, and many thought, well, there must be a lot of dollars thrown in. Uh, Mr. Rahm hasn't uh, been sharing details, but various reports put um, his involvement in the neighborhood of $500 million, which includes equity in one of the teams. Now, consider the entire prize fund on the PGA Tour in 2023 is about $460 million. What's interesting uh, at the same time is, as Mr. Rahm has signed with Live Golf, is Live Golf uh, is in negotiations potentially with the PGA PGA Tour to invest in the PGA. So lots going on behind the scenes in the golfing world. Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, all of um, what's been going on is Rob Fay. He's the weekend morning uh, host at CKNW here and a longtime sportscaster. Rob, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. And yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Jazz. There is a lot to do in the last couple of weeks before the calendar flips. Yeah, I didn't expect sporting news uh, in December. It caught my eye when I was looking at uh, the story in the Wall Street Journal. What's your take on all of this, this PGA versus Live Golf? Well, considering Live, which was founded in 2021, has made the headway that they have, I'm actually really surprised that the fans are starting to embrace it. I thought there'd be a bigger backlash from PGA Tour and golf fans around the world, but uh, Live's got a really interesting format. They play music at their events. It's only 54 holes, and now that they've got names like, uh, in addition to John Rahm, they've got Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kopka, Sergio and Phil, of course, in the older guard. They were very strategic strategic and smart as to who they went out and plucked from the PGA Tour. And I think they've got a lot of negotiating power and a lot of headwind heading into the new year. Why do the Saudis want to be involved in golf? Well, that's the million-dollar question or the billion-dollar question, isn't it? You know, it's an interesting moral compass when you think about it for the simple fact that, you know, the CEO of Live is Greg Norman, mm-hmm. you know, the, the shark, if you will. But public investment fund is essentially Mohammed bin Salman al-Saud, who's the crown prince and the PM, the prime minister, pardon me, of Saudi Arabia. Um, you have that moral compass that has a lot of people wondering if they should follow it, if they should support it, because you got to think of MBS's track record when it comes to human rights and women's rights and how he's handled journalists over the year. But I think the reason they've made headway is they are uh, they're kind of the blue collar golf option. They're they're fun. They're lively. They hit the ball 400 yards. And and when you can hear of a golfer going away for five years and making 500 million, it's tough to knock them. Mm-hmm. Now, how much of this is a commentary um, on the PGA uh, that hasn't 
uh, some would say modernized, but at the same time, others would argue, look, it is protecting the core, uh, you know, the, the core of golf uh, to make sure modern, sometimes trendy things, trendy uh, things don't impact this golf the, that is a, a traditional sport and you want to stay true to its heritage. Uh, is this a commentary on the PGA at the end of the day? It's been just too stuffy and not moving fast enough with the times? Yeah, I think you've nailed it. I mean, you think about it in all sports. I mean, if I was to localize that and say hockey, think of what the NHL has evolved into over the last 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, the game is younger, faster. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have the rock'em, sock'em appeal to it that maybe an older generation embraced. So you think of golf, it was a little starchy. And the other thing that I'll say is it hung a lot of its hat on the uh, the fates of Tiger Woods and maybe just a handful of golfers. Well, you think of the other golfers that are now coming into that role. There's nobody that can replace replace Tiger. So as Tiger exits stage left, Liv comes into the conversation, younger, fresher, hipper, all this money to throw around. And I don't think the the PGA Tour was ready for this, which is part of the reason that they didn't want to call it a merger. If you remember back in June when this first, quote unquote, came together, that they were actually going to do something, the PGA did not want to call it a merger. And part of that is, Jazz, because the PGA Tour wanted to remain tax exempt. So they left the PGA Tour incorporated as this tax exempt entity and only put certain assets into this conversation where they can be for profit. But the T- uh, PGA did not want to lose their tax status. Um, some have referred to this. I know the Saudis have spent money on Premier League soccer uh, and, you know, um, you know, even drafted older players uh, from uh, European leagues to play in the Saudi league, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, being the obvious one and, you know, a significant amount of dollars offered. And people have referred to this as sports washing. And you brought the issue of MBS, Mohammed, Mohammed bin Salman, the leader of Saudi Arabia, who uh, has been, you know, obviously been the person behind uh, the death of one journalist having to be very blunt butchered uh, and certainly has gone after dissidents and those uh, fighting uh, for human rights in Saudi Saudi Arabia. Is, is this ultimately good? Because many have argued whether it's soccer, whether it's, um, uh, in this case, golf. Uh, I understand they're poking around even for NBA basketball franchises as well. I mean, is this good for Western sports leagues uh, to be sort of the, the conduit for sports washing or cleaning the reputations of a, an autocratic, some would say despotic regime? Well, you beat me to it. I, the first thing I was going to say is sports washing is what's been put forward. And the Crown Prince Mohammed, who said, I don't care what anybody thinks. He actually said that to Fox Sports not long ago. And the reality is, is I think that's exactly what it is. Saudi Arabia has got money to burn. So much money uh, when it comes to Western sports that it's hard to say no. I mean, there was even rumors of LeBron maybe spending a season or two overseas. But at the end of the day, I think right now it's 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 a great opportunity for Western sports here in North America to kind of recalibrate because they're not going to win that bidding war with with Saudi Arabia. There's just way too much money to spend over there. So what do they do to better the game so that they can keep their athletes here? I mean, I look at baseball right now offering Shohei Otani $700 million isn't the direction I would go with, uh, with Major League Baseball. But Jazz, if I'm thinking of ways to say, okay, this was the wake-up call that we needed. For example, the PGA Tour, this is a great opportunity to step forward. They've still got to sign on the dotted line by December the 31st. If they do, then we'll see what happens. But if they don't, this was a great two-year window to kind of say, okay, it's time to get going. Uh, ultimately, when it comes to golf, uh, for purists, perhaps for those who talk about golf's heritage and tradition, can golf survive the Saudis? 
I think so. Again, I think that the older generation, like I'm turning 50 this year, I'll forever think of the PGA Tour and the European Tour, for that matter, as the two major players on the planet. But this younger generation, which is something that I think Liv is trying to cultivate, the way that they build these these three-day rounds is, you know what, screw the 50-year-olds, screw the 60-year-olds. We want the 15 and 20 and 25-year-olds because that's the next generation. So this is where the PGA, just to circle back on this, mm-hmm. is going to really have to pull up their socks and try to get young because at the end of the day, Tiger's nearly 50 as well. They need the savior. And unfortunately, one of their saviors just hopped the water and took $500 million to do it. John Robb is the number three player in the world. So that's a big get. It, it is. I mean, like I said, the pr- total prize fund for the PGA Tour in 2023 was $460 million. And one player is reported to be getting $500 million, half a billion dollars. <laughs> it is. How do you compete with that? You just don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> Rob, my friend, thank you for your time. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you, Jess.